Yo, what's going on, everybody? Hey, it's Thursday afternoon. Kaplan and crew, grande? No. Brown man? Yes. And we are in the house. Now, I mentioned yesterday at the very, very, very beginning of the podcast that we have some really big news that we'll share next week um, about a partnership that uh, I've been working on for a really long time. And by the way, had to go deep into the Great Friends Network to get help from a friend to a friend to a friend to finally get to the guy. Now I was trying to get to Ooh. the guy, but I had to go from a Ooh. friend to a friend to a friend to get to the guy. Then I got to the guy, then me and the guy became friends, and now we're all gonna be beneficiaries of this new deal here on Kaplan and Crew, and it's coming next week. But I wanna wait till everybody's back, and I wanna wait till everybody is ready to go, uh, and then I'll make an announcement next week. In the interim, let me say this. Thank you so much to all of our great friends and all of our sponsors and partners who make this happen, starting with our people at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. For those of you that are watching, here's the QR code right here. You click on it. Like you're thinking to yourself, what am I doing this weekend? Maybe I want to play blackjack or poker. Maybe while I'm playing blackjack and poker, I want to have an amazing lunch or dinner or over the weekend brunch. 7 Mile Casino has Sammy's Restaurant Bar right inside the casino. Best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine. So come on down. Have a good time. Parking is free. It's right next to the casino. You don't have to walk six miles to get into the casino. You don't have to go up a bunch of garages, okay? It's right there, and it's smoke-free, and you're going to have a blast, and you're going to be a winner at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. And if you have any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, big shout-out to my friends at Athletic Greens, AG1. Because yesterday, a friend of mine came up to me and said, hey, can you tell me that code again? And I said, yeah, it's athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan. For those of you watching, here's the QR code. And what this person said to me is his son wanted the Athletic Greens. And his son's like 23 years old. And I was super happy to hear that because I don't know about you guys, but like kids, my kids, they don't take vitamins. You know, maybe when they were little kids, some Flintstones all up in the monitor, but not now. So I give my kids athletic greens. My daughter, who's 17, who lives with me, who's in senior high school, every single morning, she puts a, a packet of athletic greens in the shaker bottle, shakes it up, slugs it down. Because that's how you get all your vitamins, nutrients, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, everything in just 12 ounces of water, plus hydration. So if you drink a ton of coffee because you need energy and you need mental clarity, dude, try athletic greens. AG1, athleticgreens.com slash Kaplan for those listening. And the QR code is right here for those of you that are watching. Hey, how about our people from Prize Picks? Last night, my son sent me, he said, you got to play these Prize Picks because he follows a bunch of young kids on YouTube and they all make these um, Prize Picks predictions. And they gave me two hockey guys last night and both guys were going to be at 0.5 goals. Well, one of the guys scored two goals and one of those guys scored no goals. Isn't that the way it goes? And of course, I didn't win last night. But you see, now I should have. I was talking about taking uh, Lionel Messi yesterday for for uh, Inter Miami in MLS, and so I didn't do that. So now today I got to go back into Prize Picks and I got to figure out what am I going to do, how am I going to play, and how am I getting my money back? Prize Picks. Download the app. Use our promo code Great Friends. The code is Great Friends, and let's get everybody involved in this game because us, the three of us, and seven million people are all playing. We're all having a great time. We're all watching things. Like I got a I got a message yesterday from a guy when I, I asked the question about, uh, I don't know, some video game, and he explained to me what the video game was. League of Legends. No, no, it wasn't League of Legends. It was something else. Another one? Yeah, it was a different video game. It was, um, hold on, I'll tell you in just one second. I, I got to open this up. But it, I had no idea. Oh, here it is. It uh, Val on on uh, Prize Picks is for Valorant, 
which is a five-on-five team video game, Valorant. So I didn't know what that one was. But you can play video games. You can play darts. You can play rugby. You can play F1. You can play basketball, baseball, baseball futures. How many home runs is Otani going to hit? That kind of stuff. It's all there for you. Prize picks. Download the app, Prize Picks, and use our code, Great Friends. All right, Brown, let's start today's show, Jack. Hey, great friends. What's happening? It is Tuesday afternoon. This is Kaplan and crew. Got Grande and the Brown Man. And uh, whether you're listening on radio, watching on TV, you're listening on audio podcasts, you're watching on YouTube, you're catching up to clips on social media. Glad to have everybody here after we took a uh, about a, about a four-day little weekend. Took Friday off, took Monday off. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I got back to San Diego yesterday and I got into a car and I turned on the show and I was listening to the show, which was a replay Um, or at least the best of, and part of it was from Valentine's Day. And honestly, I knew it was from Valentine's Day. Based on what we were talking about, I don't think anybody else would have known. So uh, we are in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. Browner's here, Lawhead's here, and Alex has the week off. Hey, um, Hey, guys. So when we left off on Thursday, check me if, if you recall this or not, Browner. But on Thursday, we were talking about the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. And at the time of recording the show, we were watching Travis Kelsey like hammered drunk, trying to sing like a Garth Brooks song that he had changed the lyrics to. Maybe Taylor wrote the lyrics for all I know. It was um, I'm trying to remember if it was I Got Friends in Low Places or one yeah. of those, one of those Something songs. Like that. Yeah. And he's holding up his phone. And dude, like Patrick Mahomes is, is holding up Travis Kelsey. He's Travis Kelsey's holding his phone. Patrick Mahomes is holding up Travis Kelsey. Right. And he's wasted, right? He is just absolutely wasted. Now, Jay, we're (laughs) recording the show earlier in the day, right? We get done with the broadcast slash podcast slash recording. And dude, I'm telling you, not long after we were on the air, this is Thursday of last week, we're playing this Travis Kelsey audio. We're off. We're wrapped. We're done. I'm, my mind is I'm gone. I'm on vacay. Dude, that's when that Kansas City shooting happened at the parade. Like, literally, we we played the Kelsey soundbite, and then we got done with the broadcast, and not long thereafter, the celebration, um, if, if you're a Chiefs fan and you were there, and people come from all over the Midwest because the Chiefs are not just like a local Kansas City thing. They're, it's a very Midwestern thing. People were in that, that area from all over the country when all this, this nonsense went down. And the sadly, the sad story, of course, is that not only were 20 plus people injured, but the one person who died, I don't know if you guys read about her or not. She was a radio host in Kansas City. Yep. I don't know if I don't know if you guys know this or not. Yeah. Um, so I just to pick up where we left off on Thursday of last week, Kelsey's wasted drunk. He's on stage and then we sign off and then the shooting happens thereafter. And by the way, Taylor Swift. For everybody that knocks, oh, too much Taylor Swift on TV. Too much Taylor Swift is part of the story. She donated like $100,000 to the, the, the victims. Um, and you may think to yourself, she's a billionaire. $100,000 isn't a lot of money. Come on, stop. It was a very nice gesture, number one. And number two, um, how about the, the fact that Patrick Mahomes, instead of like getting done Super Bowl, Disneyland, all this kind of stuff, Patrick Mahomes and his wife are in the hospitals visiting these people who were injured during this whole time. So I'm just, I'm, I'm picking up where we left off. I, can I just say one thing? Like 
we have become so desensitized to these shootings, these mass shootings. Um, it's gotten so ridiculous. Like who, who brings a gun to a, to a parade like that? Like, why do you feel like you need a gun? This wasn't like some mass shooting, like the guy in Vegas at that country music festival or like a school shooting. This is a guy who, who happens to be packing, apparently gets into some sort of beef with somebody. And before you know it, he's spraying the place. What in the hell are we doing with guns in this country? So I don't know. I'm just, I, that, that was very frustrating for me as we pick up where we left off. We were having so much fun with that chief's parade. And then this nonsense happened, you know? I think yeah. that uh, I Go talked ahead. about this last week and I'll, I'm going to be short because people know how I feel about this. I'll give Jason a chance to express uh, how he feels, but th this is America. This is the America we've chosen. This is the America we live in. And until we're all ready as a 50 state solution to stop guns, be prepared for this again, Scott, this wasn't some shooter. Like you said, like in Vegas, this wasn't some angry person mad at the right or the left or Muslims, or Jews, or you name it. This was just some jerk who was a punk who got into it with some people and couldn't control his own emotions and started spraying a crowd of people who had nothing to do with the situation that he was in. So I, I this is the America that we've chose. Look at the gun laws in Missouri. This is the country that we have chose. And so until we're ready, as an as an entire as an entirety as all of us from the east coast to the west coast from the north to the south until we're all ready to fix this be prepared to continue to do stories of this level of unforced error as we say in sports yeah it's just the whole thing really upset me like we'd gotten off the air Sad. on thursday i know we'd gotten off the air and we were having so much fun laughing at you know mahomes saying hey we're going for the three peat and and Kelsey just and his, being and his so wife, hammered. You know, it's like tell him that tell him tell him that you heard with this. Tell him what you heard. Yeah. What was what was it that uh, somebody had? Oh oh, it was it was the 49ers regular. defensive yeah. backs saying, man, he just regular. He ain't special. He just regular. We gonna keep making him look regular. He just regular. And and Mahomes' wife, like she's the only wife on stage, right? She comes busting through the crowd. You tell him, Patrick. You tell him that I said that you got to tell him about regular, and then. I mean, again, it was so fun to kind of watch that and him talking about three peats and Kelsey being held up because he's wasted. And then it turns into the shooting. So look, I don't mean to bring a damper down uh, on a wet, wet, rainy, cold day, but I'm just picking up where we left off, which was last Thursday. And that was a big bummer. And I know it's kind of the news cycle flushes these sorts of things. It's over now. Somebody died. A bunch of people got hurt. Patrick Mahomes is an angel. He went and visited people in a hospital. Travis Kelsey got criticized because apparently he had been seen out at like a, a dinner that night. You know, uh, what, what was he supposed to do? I mean, I'm not really sure. Like, what, what was he? He was wasted. He woke up. He was like, wait, what happened? I'm not yeah. going to defend him. I'm just saying. But I know. Crazy, man. Crazy. What do you think, Jay? I mean, I, I just stopped having an opinion really on this uh, disease we live in. It's just at this point, you know, it doesn't surprise me and it never will anymore. I used to have some type of reaction, but what's it's a waste of energy. It's a waste of time. Like it's never going to change. It's only going to get worse. And like Browner said, this is what we've chosen. And we have, uh, you know, 
that's just we've you know we've let a lobby uh that is you know at the end of the day it isn't about it isn't about you know protecting yourself and having a that government's gonna come i'm gonna keep them off my front porch give me a break it's about consumption and consumer and it's about sales that's all it is it's this is the society we've created we've created a, addicted to buying everything and that's that's what america is it's consumer um it's consumer addiction and that's what you know uh that's what this is all about it's about selling guns selling ammunition selling more guns selling more guns selling more guns and just like it's like selling cars and selling uh, sex and selling your body looking better and facelifts and selling you know football and so it's just all it is i know listen it's, i don't mean to get another in, engine right i don't so. need to get everybody down like listen you, right. you want it you want to have a gun like i grew up my house my dad had guns you know my dad had guns in the house because he right. felt like he needed to protect his family should somebody right. break did, into he the take house. Chris, did you guys did you guys take christmas card pictures with him did he sleep with them no, he wasn't. No, he, he, of no and, and and it wasn't like, and it wasn't like he was like, "Hey, we're going out on a family road trip. Let me pack my heat." Exactly. You know, it wasn't exactly. like that at all. It wasn't but, like but, somebody it, drove by the house. Let me cock the gun and and stick it through the blinds. You know, right. yeah, of course. Right, but so I, I get if you want to own a gun, you should be able to own a gun. Sure. I get it. But but I can't believe that some like you said, Brown, or some young punk is is walking around at a parade. And by the way, you can't police that stuff. They don't have metal no. detectors for the parades, no. you know? And here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There were more police there, okay, than any, like, this was like some Macy's Day parade type, New Year's Eve ball drop in New York level of security. There were thousands of police there, thousands, uh, over thousands of armed, trained, licensed professionals to deal with a mass shooter. And it still occurred. Okay. So the, the idea of this good guy with all these slogans that people use, bro, just understand until we're ready to deal with the issue. Cause now there's no, there's no thing that they can say, well, this will stop it or that will stop it. In this country, we've had more mass shootings than we've had days. So therefore, and by the way, a mass shooting is when four or more people have been injured in a gun violence situation. We've had more of those than days in this country. So therefore, we have every example to explain to people there's nothing that you can say that defend the weapon. Nothing. Nothing. No, no, it's just it's just a it's just a big bummer that yeah. listen, I'm not a, I'm not a Chiefs fan, okay? But I sat here watching the parade that day because I'm I am a Mahomes fan. You know, I'm not a Mahomes hater. I'm a Kelsey fan. I like these guys. I think they're likable guys. I guess when you become as successful as they are, people start to hate on you because it's like people hated Tom Brady. People hated the Patriots because they just kept winning and winning and winning. So you wanted to see other people win. And these guys have been so good for so long and they're still so young. And to watch this parade and all the fun that they're all having, you know, and these all these young kids uh, on the team shirtless, jumping up and down the streets, you know, having the best time of their lives. And then all of a sudden this nonsense happens. So again, just kind of catching up where we left off on Thursday of last week before we got back on the air here on Tuesday of this week. Let me, let me switch topics though, because as we pick up other stories, guys, um, we're into spring training now. I, uh, I know that last week we were all having a group chat um, about the Xander Bogarts news. I cannot believe that. And I, I shouldn't say it like that. 
it's just unbelievable. Well, I shouldn't say it like that either, should I? It is hard to imagine that the Padres went out and spent $28 million a year and gave a guy a 10-year contract to be their shortstop. And a year into his contract, they switch him to second base because they've decided they got a guy making one-tenth of what this guy's making. And guess what? He's the better shortstop. I mean, just think about if a year ago, think about if A.J. Preller had not signed Xander Bogarts. Just think about if they would have said, no, you know what? We're going to we're gonna put Kim at short. We're going to keep Tatis in right. We'll, we'll keep Cronenworth at second, and we'll figure out first base. And we're going to take that $28 million, and we're going to deploy it somewhere else. Can we all agree, you guys tell me, Xander Bogarts officially right now, we don't know what's going to happen this year, but right now, that $28 million, massive waste of money. No, listen, come on, man. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we switched this subject to this. Yeah, me this too. About as painful, though. Look, man, is he going to play? Yes. Is he going to be productive? Yes. I don't care where he plays. Last year, that was the production that you signed up for. That's what he did everywhere else. He came here and he did that because that's what you paid him to do. He didn't have some super crazy home run RBI average year. He gave you what he was giving other people that you gave him money to to come do that for you. Period. Now that they've had a re- not a regime change, but they've had a coaching change, and now this coach believes that he's better suited at second base. We'll see because he wants to play shortstop. There's another guy in right field who became a you know a ultra megastar playing shortstop. And then you put the person with the least amount of voice at shortstop. And I, when I tell y'all, this is a bad sign of things to come. This is what I mean. This is what I mean. Again, all this could work out. It could be great, in my opinion, because y'all know I will share my opinion. Hassan came at shortstop. Maybe the right move from a defensive standpoint, from a clubhouse standpoint, it's probably the worst thing they could have done. Because Tatis feels he's better at shortstop. And by the way, he has way more range. He feels he's better at shortstop. And now you have a guy at second base who feels he's better at shortstop. And a guy you have at shortstop doesn't care if he's at shortstop. He just wants to play. So what are you doing? What are you doing, new guy? New guy, what are you doing? I don't understand. I'm lost. I'm lost. If you paid this guy all this money and you paid this other guy right for all this money, let what it is play the premium position. Why would you give it to the guy who's looking for a new contract? So now he's going to outprice you. Now you're going to be able to afford him because now he's playing shortstop, which is the premium position. It doesn't make any sense. Make it make sense. I like the dramatic pause. I like the dramatic pause. I do. I like it a lot. Jay, I want to hear what you think about this before I do. I just want to say this. Today's Taco Tuesday. Um, and when I say Taco Tuesday, I mean it's Taco Tuesday on Prize Picks. So what you should do is this: Jay, are you playing Prize Picks yet at all, or have you not played this yet? I, I don't think I've played it yet well, because I'm not good at any of it, and I don't trust anything. <laughs> well, let me tell you something: me and Browner and Alex have all gotten deeply, deeply into Prize Picks. And if none you of us doubt, are good at it. Well, right. I mean, well, right. here's here's the thing. Oh, I listen uh, to the show, guys. When I'm not on it, I I, I can hear all <laughs> I hear all your losses. Yeah, I here's what I can tell you. Last week, um, they had this promotion. They had a guy who Alex told us about who's a dart player, 
Okay. This guy's a dart thrower, 17 years old. I, I put a prize pick on him for more, however many bullseyes or whatever. He got it. League of Legends video game guy. They gave me his, his number. I went more, got it, nailed it. But for everybody else, Chet Holmgren, less than. Um, I played two Detroit Pistons players against the Lakers on the second night of a back-to-back. They both failed me. I think it's when you when you think you know stuff is when you got to go in the opposite direction. So today, I don't know who Nico Schlotterbeck plays for, but they're giving you a 14% discount. He plays defender for Dortmund, and they're playing PSV. Is that soccer? Is that soccer? I don't... I, uh, I know Dortmund is a city in Germany. Okay. Well, his they're giving you a prize pick 14% discount from 60.5 passes attempted to 51.5. So I'm going to play more just for the heck of it. And then Browner, I'm going over to the combos. I'm looking at combos of soccer and soccer. So, <laughs> I, man, now that, now that football's over, bro. I mean, I am just, yeah, I am just junkie mode. Yeah, I am just lost, man. I am, but I'm going to go back to League of Legends. My great friends, hey, it's Kaplan and crew with Grande and and I don't know Brown Man, and we are in the Seven Mile Studios. Happy to have everybody here. I want to talk to the YouTubers for just one quick second, really quick. YouTubers and audio podcast listeners. Well, nobody plays radio listeners. You're listening. How do you how do you trust these leagues? I don't even know how people bet. I'm going to get back to this whole story about crazy parents at sporting events. Let's talk about in the next segment because we are. I just want to give you guys a heads up. Today's I got to talk about the All Star Game. Tuesday of this multiple. I'm going to have a really big announcement. The only defense that was I said the only defense that was played all weekend was the guy that Max McClung jumped over during the dunk contest. This is a San Diego baseball. That was the only guy that was in position. A young man who. Well, um, went to San anyway, Diego listen, State. Let me let me get is let a me huge Aztec about, basketball about fan picks. in particular. Download the Prize Picks app. This okay? guy make sure you has download taken the his app. company. Use our code Great from friend. San Diego. They'll give you the one hundred percent match up to hundred dollars. Internationally, so if you put in they'll put in hundred. You're playing with and when I explain and you to you what the name League of the company is, you're going to immediately know who they are. You could play dark guy. You're going to know exactly why they've blown up the way they have on multiple levels. Prize Picks. Use Here's the, the app best part of it. And use our code, You're gonna say, great friends. I know that product. You can make deposits with I Apple use Pay. their super product. Easy. And if you go to the don't, prize picks app, you're going to then start in the to game. buy it's their like product. Million of us are all we're going to get you a monster discount right. on their so products. Let me get and then it's going to work out for everybody. Yeah. What do you, because what do you think about the standard companies sell more of their products to locally based people? And we're going to make a little piece of the pie. We're going to make a little small commission on the other end of it. Okay. And then you're all going to have these outstanding products. So the only reason. Reason I'm not announcing it today because we've already entered into the, the deal. Who comes the only reason I'm not mentioning it today is because I want Alex to be here number one. Staff the best chance, and I want me, Alex, and Browner to all play mods for these great products. Uh, you know, whatever so it is. That's going to so, happen on um, Tuesday. You know, Browner did mention of that this that upcoming week, when he might cover more ground. Go any further? But how many great plays for said new sponsor? Will that request be filled, sir? By the time we get ready to throw the ball when he maybe swallowed it, I sent the request to the gentleman, and then I received an email mitigating it to an infield hit if anything, or your product, right decision on plural, you know, cutting down the lead runner, or you know, getting the guaranteed out, whatever. All of those things. I did. 
you know, your are products now, are uh, on the way. You know, types okay. of so I would say that so over Schilt the course of this upcoming weekend, probably you and I are going to get together for a handoff. That, and then you know, next week, I'm going to see you rocking prepared. these products who comes more on this broadcast. Play the position. Oh, yeah, listen, y'all know I wear things behind our pitching staff. I might come in here. I might wear the whole thing. I might wear all of it all at once so people can see. Make it better. That's all I'm saying. And I'll tell you something right now. What makes me so happy about this announcement that we're going to make next week is, first of all, it's good. It took me a really, really, really long time. Really and he's going to be gone before Bogart. And he's going to be gone before Tatis. Two, and he's going to be I had to incorporate these the help contracts. of the Great Friends so Network because somebody let's try to throw a, a little magic in the brew. The dude, and maybe it works and then put us out. Together and if Bogart hits, and even nobody will care. Me a long time. If Bogart hits and the best part about it was we were on a three-way text. And the, the, um, and, the great friend uh, from Kim the network a, said, you know, a top building. Hey, Scott Kaplan from Kaplan and crew and, and is trying to reach a dude. And the guy writes back. Well, let's, uh, let's, dude, I'm let's listening to them off. right now. I want to talk about this and a little bit so, more so, Padre spring so training related stuff coming out. And but I Browner mentioned the NBA all-star game. And then I finally got a hold of him. I will tell you guys in advance. I'm going to tell you in advance. together and explain to me kind of the whole backstory of the company. I saw a lot of slam dunk stuff how he then eventually built it. And then how he sold it, but he still runs it. And then how he did. I saw the really cool. Tell basketball you, court in the LED again, you're gonna know court who he that is. was there. I you're saw a lot brand, of that stuff. Not you're gonna one know second what he did. Last I watch that NBA All Star game blew the and company it's not up for any other reason. Than than I watch any of these All Star games, and you're yeah. also gonna know that really Browner and I baseball, are obsessed with part of this, like football, so, Pro Bowl. Nothing. It's all gonna make so, sense we'll, to we'll everybody coming up. And I do want to talk a little bit more about. I'm just teasing it along. Stick around. Here's the best part. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studio. Browns in the house, but Jay Law's in today. For Alejandro to our and we got listeners, plenty more to get going to be slow so down. So you're on the road, so substantial that you're all going to want to buy his products through us, which is super cool. So making that announcement next week when Alex and the whole team is back, and then we can all play models for you. How about that, bro? Shout out! Shout out! out you already know. Listen, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for my package to drop because when it do, baby, I'm telling you right now, you ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing when I'm that fresh, boy. <laughs> you already know. You I do know. know. I do already know, boy. I do know. You don't have to do it, but I. I Why well, I like the boy thing. I know, but I think it's cool. And I say boy, and then you say boy right afterwards. It's just the one boy is good enough. Oh, really? Only one yeah. boy. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. So either you go first, you go first, and then I won't say it, or I'll go first, and then you don't say it. But okay. We can't, well, we can do two back to back boys. We can't okay. Do that. All right. Well, hey, uh, let me tell you guys something. We're gonna we're gonna make this announcement next week. It's gonna be super cool. And uh, and you guys are going to love it. So, all right. Anyway, let me get back to where we were. For those of you that are just joining us, we are in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. This is Kaplan and crew. Grande's on vacay. Me and Brown in the house. So we were talking about this guy, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes is a former NBA player. He's a former UCLA basketball player. He was working as a studio analyst for the Sacramento Kings for NBC California. They fired him. Matt Barnes has these two sons who are apparently like big high school basketball stars, but they're young players. They're not like seniors in high school. They're younger guys. And his high school, Crespi High School, which is where his kids go, apparently, were playing against the school, Harvard Westlake. And these are, you know, big brand name schools and, you know, private school, one of them. And, and you know, I, I'm not a, an expert on L.A. County basketball, but these are name brands. One of his kids, one of his two twin boys gets a technical foul in the game. And Barnes is going off, apparently, according to the reports on the referee. And then somehow, some way, the student broadcaster from the other school somehow has some interaction with Barnes. And Barnes comes and gets in the kid's face and puts his hand on the student broadcaster. According to Barnes, put his hand on his shoulder in a very fatherly sort of way. 
but bro, you're putting your hands on somebody else's kid. And he said, exactly. And he said, I was trying to, I was talking to him almost as if I was talking to one of my own sons, but that's not one of your own sons. Okay. And as a former player and as a current broadcaster to put your hands on a kid, who's a student broadcaster, you just can't do it. You, you just cannot do it. And it's hard. It, it is hard when you're a parent and you're watching your kid. Brown, I'll give you an example. Please do. My my son, watching my son play his college football career. Well, let me, well, but before you get to that, let me ask yeah. you a different question. Uh-huh. You have a you have a daughter who played high-level soccer. You have a yep. son who played, obviously, collegiate football, many different stops. Mm-hmm. Which one was it harder to watch? My son, by far. Okay. My, my Here's why. I'll be honest. A, I thought my daughter was better at her game than he was at his game. B, I couldn't really do anything to help her, but I felt like I could do something to help my son. Probably the same way Matt Barnes feels about his sons. Like, I was a good ball player. I played at UCLA. I played in the NBA. I could be out there helping them. But me, And me, I hey, I played high-level college football. My son's playing D2. I feel like I could help him. But there's nothing I can do. I'm helpless. I'm sitting up here. Watching my son play football in college, even high school was legitimately agonizing. There was never, never any pleasure. Never. I never sat in the stands and watched my, I swear to you. I, I never sat in the stands or watched on streaming. I never watched my son play a game and thought this is so much fun. Gosh, I love this. I literally agonized every time he stepped out onto the field. Because it's it's not just him; it's everybody else has to make has to do their part. This guy's got to snap it. This guy's got to hold it. These guys got to block. He's got to kick it. He's got to make it, et cetera, et cetera. It was I parents. You guys are listening right now. You guys are watching. Do you know what I'm talking about? For me, as a former college kicker, watching my son play college football, it was agonizing watching him play. Watching my daughter play soccer was the highlight of my life. I loved it. I could sit there and watch and cheer and, and scream encouragement and sometimes bark at referees. And, and by the way, was told by referees a couple times, not, not a lot. Hey, quiet down over there. I, one of the moms was sitting next to me one time referee kicked her out. Get out of here, lady. <laughs> right. And I was like, yeah, it's her, man. She got to shut Get the hell up. Here, shut her up, man. Um, Do you know that lady? Of course I knew her. Yeah. Yeah. But it's agonizing at times. Now, for Matt Barnes to yell at a referee and then say to everybody, well, I've been yelling at referees my whole life. I yell at referees when I was a player. I yelled at referees when I, and I got another kid coming up. I'm yelling at referees for a long-ass time. Dude, you're a former NBA player. People are watching you. Mm-hmm. People know who your kids are. Mm-hmm. Okay? You, you, I'm not saying LeBron James hasn't yelled at referees. I'm just saying that there's no sure videos of it. Yeah, right. There's no videos of him putting his hands on a student broadcaster to say, I'm LeBron. Watch how you speak to me, because that's what Matt Barnes said. He's like the disrespect and the entitlement from the kid. But what about you, dude? Thank And thank you. I was you. You you beat me to the punch. That's what I was about to say, because how many other parents would have been allowed to behave in a way Matt Barnes behaved and not be thrown out? Because I'm going to tell you right now, if I'm that kid's father who put you put your hands on, I'm going to send the cops to come get you. Because to me, I would never put my hands on another person's kid. I just won't do it. I go, hey, whose kid is this? And figure it out that way. And then I'm going to go talk to whomever this parent is. But you don't 
put your hands on someone else's child unless someone is in immediate danger. In this particular situation, Matt, it, it feels like Matt Barnes's ego got the best of him. This kid doesn't care about who you are. You're Matt Barnes. You're not Michael Jordan, bruh. Like, let's 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 be real about it. some of these kids. This clout for him. Now he gets to respond about how Matt Barnes put his hands on him. So you you would think after all this time, these guys would understand. I don't even know that kid's name. And it, so therefore, Matt, ba Matt Barnes, you lost a job because or you're on pause at a job because I thought he's fired. But no, it looks like they listen. The reports are that they let him go. So if you you are willing to lose your job, a way to kind of make sure your kids can continue to have some extra money because he made a decent amount of money in his playing career and his podcast does very well. So I don't think he's hurting for money, mm -hmm. but you don't want to lose a job over something that's silly because that's what this is. Well, it's just negative publicity. Yeah, it's right. Ne it's and by the way, it's negative publicity. But you know what? For his podcast, probably probably great because now people are going to tune in. They're going to want to hear him talk about it. I mean, that'd just be a guess. But here's the thing. When you're a parent and you're watching your kid play and, and, and you're deeply, deeply invested, um, it can just be so hard. Listen, I, I was reading a story today about Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, son, Charlie Woods. Have you heard about him? You yeah, know, he's very good. Yeah, he's going to be I'm, I'm going to pull the story up here real quick. Um, Charlie Woods is going to be playing in some uh, event. And, you know, listen, t I'm sure Tiger Woods would love to see his son. Um, you know, get a chance to pick up where Tiger left off. Here's the story right here. Charlie Woods, the son of 15-time major champion Tiger Woods, will compete in a pre-qualifier event as he bids to secure a place in the PGA Tours Cognizant Classic next week in Palm Beach Gardens. And he's 15 years old, you know? And if you're Tiger, you know, you're, you've, you've had your son with you at the Masters. People have seen mm -hmm. him grow up. They've seen him dress just like you. They've seen him swing just like you. And if you're Tiger... Like most parents, it kind of, you you want your kid to live out their dreams, but if their dreams is following in your footsteps, awesome. I saw a guy the other day. Uh, I'll give him a shout out. A, a musician from San Diego. His name is Donovan Frankenrider. Donovan, for those of you that know Donovan, dude Browner, this guy plays guitar in one of the most unique styles you've ever seen, and I've seen Donovan perform twenty times. Guy's amazing. Tra travels all over the world performing. He had a video the other day of his son, who I think is a pro surfer, who was on stage jamming with him, you know? And so, like, Tiger Woods wants Charlie Woods to be a good golfer. My man Donovan Frankenreiter wants his son to be capable of playing guitar with him. LeBron James, you know this story is brewing. This story is waiting to happen. LeBron James, is I promise you this is what's going to happen, is going to leverage his future with the Lakers by forcing the Lakers to draft Bronny James. Bronny James might be an up-and-coming basketball player at USC like two or three years from now, but you can look at the stats yourself and find out he is not the best player on their team, and he is not an NBA talent today. I'm no scout, but I'm just here to tell you, right? And you know what's going to happen? The Lakers are going to wind up drafting Bronny James, whatever number it is, 20, 21, whatever, because that's what LeBron wants them to do. That's what they're going to do. Because people, people want to live their lives from a sports perspective in particular through their kids. This is not, I'm not telling you people right, things you don't know. Thing. You guys know this. It's actually I, got me thinking to myself, if LeBron wants to play with Bronny and my man Donovan wants to play guitar on stage with his kid and, and Matt Barnes is losing his mind over his kids, 
Like my son has finally been asking me for help. And you know what he's asking me for help with? What? I can't believe he's doing this. And I can't believe I'm helping him. He wants to get into the media business. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, do you want to get into, cause I, I watched, you know, listen, Ian Eagle helped his son, Noah Eagle. Noah Eagle's a talented young fella. Don't get me wrong. But let me tell you something. Chris Collinsworth's son is on those NBC broadcasts, and he's terrible. True. Okay. Phil Sims's sons, they're in broadcasting, and they've had to work hard to get to where they are. And they had decent careers. Decent. You know? Um, so, you know, parents are always helping their kid, especially when their kid wants to follow in their footsteps. And now, I don't know if my son wants to be on the air, but I know he wants to get into media and sales. And I'm like, oh, my God, why am I letting him do this? Because I've been telling him forever not to do this. And now he feels like it's part of his DNA and he wants to do it. So now I got to help. Right. Don't I? Absolutely. You have to help. Okay. It's your responsibility to help. And this, this is the one thing that this is the one thing about you that I've always I mean, it's going to sound weird, but I've always been very proud of you as a as a spectator, as a father, because you have always been able to be a part of your kid's life and help them to the, and help them to the next stage. And I think that's the part of the development that people oftentimes forget about as your kids get older and they go from stage to stage to stage, they still need you. And what I've always seen you be is a part of each stage as it transforms, which could be the hardest thing to do. And if this is something that he now chooses to do after you've told him repeatedly, don't do it. That means that he's seen you do it. And he has such a level of respect for watching you do it that he knows if I can do it in the way that he's done it, it's going to be okay. And that's all you really want for your kids, man. And so that, to me, as much as a headache, because like, I know you in a sense that <laughs> this isn't helping you. It's more <laughs> it's more stressful for you Dude, it's to like, be helping him. Right. This is like it, watching him kick again. No doubt. All no doubt. over again. No doubt. Listen, he he had a job. Inter he, he had this job interview with a company where I know the CEO who happens to live in Del Mar. But the company has a job posting in pittsburgh and he's too junior for the job and i'm helping him get the job interview and i'm like hey look just i don't know if he's the right guy for it. just you know can you interview the guy great then now he's going to this sports radio station in pittsburgh um where he's interviewing for uh you know a sales position and i'm like oh my god i can't believe he's going to get into radio and into broadcasting and into sales and i'm like all right i mean if that's kind of, but he actually wrote a letter to the guy who um who he's, who he's talking to and it's actually this lady and he's like, you know what? I just grew up with it in my whole life. I mean, I got the chance to be in the broadcast booth with Jim Nance at Torrey Pines. I got the chance to be in the broadcast booth with Kevin Harlan at Qualcomm Stadium. I watched my dad my whole life. It's part of what I am. And, and that this all gets back to Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes, I understand wanting to help your kids, protect your kids, yell at a referee when your kid gets a technical foul. But, bro, whether you're Tiger Woods who wants to see Charlie Woods be the next great golfer or you're LeBron James who wants to play with Bronny James or whatever. The one thing you cannot do is you cannot go put your hands. I don't care what you say. You cannot go put your hands on somebody else's kid. Even if you, you give us this nonsense of you were talking to him like you were a father figure. And by the way, this idea that Bronny is a NBA player or not a NBA player, it doesn't matter. Right. He's Wherever, playing in the NBA no matter what. He's, he's going to get taken. And yep. the, the and the, the part about this, and unfortunately for Brian, because Brian seems like a cool kid, man. Yeah, he, he does. He seems like a cool kid. He understands it. He gets it. And that's how he moves. But then what's going to happen? Brian, you're going to make him, hey, he got to play five minutes a game. He got to play 10 minutes a game. He got to be a starter. Well, like, how about this? What what if somebody drafts him before the Lakers do? 
because they think that by drafting him, maybe LeBron would, would exit his contract with the Lakers and come play with them. I, I hope, just for the sake of it. Yeah, just, me too. Just me for too. the sake of it. <laughs> just a, a team that no one wants. Like, I can't think off the top Goes of my head. Go to Orlando. Just some terrible <laughs> team that's in the dumps, that's never won anything. You, Indiana, you draft them. Yeah. The Indiana Pacers draft them. You think right. Brian moving to Indiana? Yeah. You think how, he how that you, on the road? Hey, LeBron, you said you wanted to play with Bronny. He's now, you know, he's now, we we, we got his rights. You want to go play for the Wizards, Bron? How that's how that sound for you, you know, 2024, 20, 25 season? LeBron James and the Wizards. Yeah. No, bro. No. Look, whoever, whoever get the first pick, take them. Yeah. <laughs> this draft ain't that good. This draft ain't that good. Hey, Detroit, y'all lost 26 games in a row last year. Take them. Yeah. Take them. All right, well, uh, I'm going to call that our highlight of the day. Highlight of the day presented by Tory Holistics and California Holistics. If you use our code BETTERBUD, you save 20% at Tory and California. Listen, there are a lot of places in San Diego now where you can buy cannabis products. You can buy them for pain management. You can buy them for, you know, uh, relief of, of whatever anxiety things you might be dealing with. You could buy, you know, uh, vapes. You could buy flour. You could buy gummies. There's lots of different ways to take cannabis products now. Um, and there are a lot of places to buy them. But the place that we are partners with for four years now is Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Tory's in Sorrento Valley. California Holistics is in Chula Vista. Uh, we got got new stores opening up. I mean, if you've ever been to Mammoth, you know about Mammoth Holistics. And uh, and we got some some new places coming up here soon. So um, check them out. Tory Holistics, California Holistics. The code is better, bud. You can use the uh, you can use the code that's on the screen right now, the QR code for home delivery. And you can put in better, bud, at the end when you're buying. And you'll still save that 20%. So Tory Holistics and California Holistics, we appreciate you guys always. And uh, next week, we'll probably bring Charlie on, their chief marketing officer, because he told me yesterday he's got this one company that he wants to hype on the podcast. So we'll do that next week. All right, listen, radio listeners, stick around. Because coming up, for those of you that are just joining us on radio, um, we got destroyed yesterday <laughs> by a bunch of very angry Padre fans on Facebook. And we'll explain what happened coming up. Uh, for those of you that are with us on podcast, on YouTube and audio podcast, we're going to go get uncensored. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios. Hang with us, everybody. Let's get to the uncensored portion of today's podcast here on Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody. Hey, a little halftime update here on Kaplan and Crew. One, you know I like to mention this guy first every day at halftime. That is the first one is this. My guy, Gary Cooper, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. Look, you guys probably get annoyed by me talking about the same shit every day, but here's the thing. The day will come where you will contact me and you'll go, yo, well, what's Gary Cooper's phone number again? I finally need him. And that's going to be you. And then I'm going to be the guy that's going to go 858-376-1299. You should remember that phone number. You should program it in your phone because one day you will need him. If you're thinking about buying a house, if you're like, I can buy now, I should buy now, interest rates are going to go down. It's going to cost me less eventually. Got to get in now before the prices go up even further. Talk to Gary Cooper. He has programs for people who don't have the hundreds of thousands of dollars or the 20% to put down on, on a brand new house. So talk to Gary. Okay. 858-376-1299. For those of you listening, for those of you watching, here's his QR code right next to me here on the screen, Gary Cooper, Mountain Trust Realty Services. Uh, one other mention for you, and that is our website. I mention it every day, kaplanandcrew.com. Why would you go there? One, all of our social posts are there. Two, all of our YouTube videos are there. Three, you can visit with any of our sponsors that you might need at any time. All right there. Um, for our merch shop is in the house and everybody seems to love those brand new, um, Kaplan and crew hoodies. So check them out. 
Uh, the merch shop is open. Hats, T-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, fanny packs, you name it, we got it in the Kaplan and Crew merch shop. Kaplanandcrew.com. Let's get back to the second half of the show. All right, great friends. Hey, what's going on? It is Thursday afternoon. This is Kaplan and Crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Actually, no Grande. All Brown Man. Me and Brown Man today. And uh, getting ready to talk about the Padres and the Dodgers. And we'll talk about that coming up in just one second. Hey, Brown, we were talking earlier today about this uh, AT&T outage, you know? Yeah. Um, listen to this. Uh, I was reading this article at the break. A widespread telecommunication outage that affected tens of thousands of customers in the United States on Thursday raised a question for many. What should I do when I can't use my cell phone? Dude, if I had AT&T and I did not have access to my cell or Wi-Fi, honestly, I don't know what to do with myself. I really don't. Here's the next paragraph. While cell service in the U.S. is typically fairly dependable and Thursday's issues were limited in scope, there's a long list of potential emergency situations when cell phones be could become unreliable. Uh, okay. Um, communication issues are uh, the norm in a disaster, not an anomaly. Um, some, some scenarios like snowstorms, strong wind, torrential rain, fire, tornadoes may affect a small number of people. Others, like major earthquakes, solar flares, cyber attacks, have the potential to disrupt communications for millions of people for an extended period of time. I'm telling you right now, um, I heard the uh, about the AT&T outage this morning, and I immediately, first thought, couldn't help it, paranoid, got it. First thought was cyber attack. Who is it? China? Russia? Who's coming for us? My I talked to a friend of mine this morning. He actually told me this. He goes, I talked to all my kids. This guy's buddy of mine. He's got three kids. He said, I told all three of my kids, if we learn that this is a cyber attack and if the you know what hits the fan, here's where we all meet. Everybody get in your car, drive to this central location. This is where we meet. So like I said to him, I go, you know what, dude? Um, that doesn't sound so paranoid to me. That actually sounds like good preparation to me. Let me ask you a question, sir. Go ahead. Think I'm what crazy? Age, what, what age were you when you began using a cell phone? Um, Probably, I'd say 20-ish, 21-ish. So I don't think I had a cell phone. Well, I, put it this way. I, I know I did not have a cell phone in college. I did okay. not even have a computer in college. When I was in college, I swear to you guys, this sounds so bad. I used a typewriter. Now, I'm not even talking about like an old school typewriter. I mean, this was like a new school. They were they were kind of transitioning from typewriters to word processors. That's what they called them back then, you know. Um, and so there was a little bit of electricity and movement to it, but it was still really just a typewriter. You know, there was when I was in school, there was a computer lab because nobody had computers. If you had a computer, right. you were a rich kid. And and I had one it buddy of mine. Yeah, I had one buddy of mine who had an old Mac that looked like a tower kind of a Mac and it had one of those like greenish colored screens, you yeah. know, and I think it used like the language like DOS or something like that. Like I didn't know how to use the computer. And so um, I definitely did not have a computer all the way through college, did not get my first computer until 1996 when America Online was becoming like the thing, the Internet superhighway, uh, the information superhighway was becoming a thing. You know, Bryant Gumbel and I think it was Jane Pauley or Katie Couric sitting on the Today Show going, what is this, this information superhighway? What, what is this Internet? What is email they're talking about? What is this email? Right. So I'm telling you right now, I did not have a computer in college. They had hard lined computers 
that were locked down in the library that you could use. And the only way I would use them is to write a paper. I did not have a cell phone all the way through college and I probably didn't get a cell phone. I'm going to take a guess here. 93, 94. Yeah. Uh, Mid nineties. I'm guessing. So, so you've gone. So uh, pretty much your entire adult life in the stream of some form of a cell phone. Right. That's right. When did you become overly dependent on it? Because when me, I got when I got my first iPhone. See, to me, the ability to put the phone down and walk away from it mm-hmm. doesn't have you panic when this AT&T situation happens. Because if all the phones go, and this is also why people should have a landline, but that's a different discussion. When all the phones go down, I expect for somebody in their early 20s to not know what to do. Like if you're 22 <laughs> and you're and you have AT&T and you couldn't use your cell phone, you probably had a small panic attack. And I get it. But if you're our age and your cell phone goes down, do something else. It'll be back up. What's the big deal? I you say I that, man, but I'm, I'm so we, addicted to my phone. I am so addicted and, to my and, phone. And this is what I'm saying. The iPhone or or the Android, whatever, whichever one of these you use, because it's only really two, they've crippled you. They've crippled you, American person listening to this on an iPhone right now. <laughs> Watching this on your on, on YouTube, right. yeah. They broke you. They got you now. There's no way. There's no way most people listening to this shit can't. They, they you can't go a day without your phone. You can't do it. That's why to it make a, a slight sports comparison here. When Justin Fields unfollowed the Bears on Instagram, people freaked out. But in actuality, you take the internet so serious. If you unfollow somebody on Instagram, that means you have a legit problem with them. When it just might be, I'm taking a break. No way, man. I got rid of I got rid of the app. No way. What's what's wrong with decompressing from the internet? We all should do it. Yeah, we but, but... all, with the exception of this show, keep listening <laughs> to this show. Remember, like, share, and subscribe to this thing. Like it, like it, like it. If you love me, like it. I don't understand why it's such a crazy idea to step away for a couple of days or a day or put it down for an hour. Because most don't people can't do it. your phone for L- an hour. Dude, most people can't do it. Listen. And I, and I don't mean sleeping either. No, listen. Here's the thing. Um, you asked a great question. When did you become what you would call addicted to your phone? Cause I'm addicted to my phone before I had an iPhone. When a phone was a phone and a beeper, you, you could, you could call people, you could text people, you could take Remember pictures when text used to cost per text. Remember that? Barely, barely. I do. But, but when you could, when you could make calls, text and use your phone as a camera. The phone was still just a phone. Okay. But once you got into the world of smartphone, which now you're carrying around a computer in your hand that, that 40 years ago used to take up like a thousand square foot room to have that much power. You have that in the, in your hand right now. So now that the phone is your internet, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, your TikTok, your Reddit, everything that you use. 
your weather, your stocks, your banking, everything you do is on your phone. And that's why we, I say we, are all so addicted to our phones because everything we do is on our phone. It's not like, hey, I have to go sit at my desktop because I have to do some online banking and I have to pay some bills. Nonsense. You use the Chase app, the Wells Fargo app, the Bank of America app, whatever it must, SoFi, whatever it may be. You're doing your banking on your phone. You're checking your multiple email accounts on your phone. All of your social media is a form of communication on your phone. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. I'm just telling you this is why I'm addicted to the goddamn phone. Can't put it down. Can't put it down. And if this morning when thousands and thousands of people were impacted by this AT&T uh, you know, failure, if it were me and I had AT&T, I'd, I'd be going into like, you know, convulsions. Can't help I, it, dog. I, I I hear you, man. I put it down. Put it down, put it down. big fella. Put it, put it down. Put it out. Can All you right. can you put your phone down for an hour? No, no. You can't do an hour during the Not day. Not even an hour. Not even an hour. Wow. Not okay. even, dude. No, I was no. listen. I was on vacation this go. past weekend. I was on vacation <laughs> this past weekend. Rachel oh, and I are driving. Rachel and I are driving in a car. We're driving through this very remote part of Mexico. Very, very, you know, like something to look at. Something, hey, I'm in another country. Look around, man. Pay attention. She told me, she was, put your, she was, get your phone out of your face and look around. Like, be present, you know? It's it's an addiction, bro. So, without giving too much detail. Yeah. What the hell are you looking at? Because that's always my question. Dude. Like, go ahead. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I swear to you, it's like it's like a pattern. Twitter, let's check notifications. Instagram, who's liking my pictures? Uh, Facebook, who's trying to get a direct message to me? Uh, stock tip, uh, stock app, weather app, texting my kids. Find my where are my kids at? How are they? You know, are they are they in school? Where are they? I mean, there there's a million things on the phone that would have me check the phone. So how? <laughs> okay, so if no one's text you, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you. Pick up your phone because you, you know, you Jones and I need it. What do you go to? Slack. Like what's the, <laughs> the app Slack? Slack. Yeah. Oh, because 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 I communicate with my guys from sided. We all talk on Slack. I communicate with my kids on text. I communicate with a lot of the great friends on Twitter. I communicate with some of the great friends on on Facebook, on on Instagram. On sighted, I talk to people all the time on all these different platforms, and it's it's embarrassing. Like I, somebody will be talking to me on on Facebook who I barely even know, and and I'm sitting there with my girlfriend. She's like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know why I feel this need to communicate with this person who I barely know when I'm sitting there having lunch with you." It's Im- listen, right. it is an addiction. Make no mistake. I think I think I have solved your bandwidth issue. I really do think I've solved your bandwidth issue. Put your phone down. <laughs> Put your phone. That yeah, is the too much time, dude. Your, yeah, that's your bandwidth, baby. Dude, I you know that- there are people listening to this who have the same problem that you have, but most of those people get sucked into the TikTok, Instagram, like vortex. Yeah, me too. Alex, Alex has said this before on the show too. He'll pick up his phone and TikTok, and then an hour later he'll look mm-hmm. up 
and yeah. an hour has passed. Yeah. And you don't know what happened. Dude, sometimes when we wake up in the mornings on the weekends, we start drinking coffee and hanging out. And we're both in bed, like just taking our time. She's on the phone. I'm on the phone. Next thing you know, it's 30, 40 minutes later. It's like, let's get off our phones and let's go out for a walk. Like we got sucked into our phones. Ooh, man. I know. See, I can't, I can't do that. I don't, I have, I started doing this thing where in the morning, I don't do anything on my phone for an hour. Now I've had to, because I'm driving my kids to preschool, I have to communicate with baby moms. But outside of that, I, I don't pick it up for anything. I don't even check the traffic. Like if I get stuck, I'm stuck. Like mm-hmm. I just, cause, and that has helped me be able to put it down multiple times during the day. So I get it because I'm one of those people too. I like to go back and forth with people with just simple subjects so as long as they can keep it clean. Because it's it, it, I like communicating with people. And that's basically what the phone is. It's a bridge to communicate with people in a way that I didn't have in my early teens. So if I would have grown up with this, I get, I would have been as addicted to any, as anybody else. But I'm just telling you, man, since, since the phone is now no longer a phone texting device and camera, and sir, everything, you do, everything you do is on this phone, I'm addicted to it all day long. All day long. And I'll tell you this. On Sundays, you guys ever get that notification from Apple? Hey, your screen time this week was up 7%. Hey, your screen time this week was down 5%. When I see down. What's your screen time? What's your screen time? I have no idea. How do I find out? I don't know. Go to to your settings and then look up and then put in the search box screen time. Where would I put? I don't even even see a search box. So you pull down. I got it. And put screen time in there and see what we got for you. Here it is. Because that'll tell you what you're spending the most time on. So if if you scroll down. Break it mm-hmm. down for me. Okay. Percentage. Because uh, the percentages or the times are in there. Somebody okay. Well, let's see here. My daily average is six hours and 11 minutes. <laughs> On your phone? Um, I, I guess. I guess. I'm down 20% from last week. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. I guess. And then as far as, um, and as far as how do I find out what my, uh, you were saying, to tell me to tell you what I use it on, I don't so, even know so what. If, so if you go down, it'll tell you what you're using it on. I don't see that. Okay, then there must be there must be in the battery then. Okay. All right. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It really is. I'm proud so. of you, man. I'm proud of you. Down twenty yeah, percent. So I'm down twenty percent. Hey, but that, it's only Thursday, hours. bro. It's only Thursday. I still got a few days left to catch up. <laughs> oh, that's so good. All right. Listen. Um, here's by the way. Here's one other thing. Yesterday, I found out that Apple has this new app. I think it's called Apple Sports. And it's I suppose it's kind of their answer to like an ESPN you know, app. And um, I went to go download it yesterday. And when I went to download it, it told me that my operating system on my phone is not current enough to even accept that. So my operating system was like 14.11. And the most modern operating system or updates on an iPhone is like, I don't know, 17.2. So I finally updated my phone. And when you update your phone and they come up with all this new stuff, all of a sudden your life is turned upside down because now you got to figure out how to use the phone all over again. And it's relatively intuitive, but it's still a pain in the ass. So are you or are you downloading this Apple Sports app now? No, I had never heard of it. I didn't know they had that. So I was went to it because I get Apple News, which is basically what Huffington Post used to be. It's just a bunch of stories put into a pot from different publications. Yeah. All right. Listen, let me uh, let me have one minute here to just give a quick mention to our friends from Prize Picks. Prize Picks, you download that app. You see, using your phone. That's another thing I use my phone for is Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. You deposit, you make your first deposit. They'll match your deposit 100% up to $100 if you use our code, Great Friends. 
So use that Prize Picks app on your phone. Don't be as addicted to your phone as I am. And, uh, and make sure you make that first deposit. And you can use Apple Pay, another thing that you have to use your phone for. And you can make your first deposit right there from Apple Pay on Prize Picks. Use our code. Great friends. All right. So, Brown, we were saying the uh, Dodgers and Padres getting ready for spring training action. That's why Alex mm-hmm. is off. Alex decided he's going to spring training. And he, I don't, I mean, I, I hope it's warm over there. I haven't, that's another thing I got to do. I checked the weather. I checked the weather over in Arizona on, on my phone. Um, you were saying earlier that the lineup today for the Padres, not so impressive. I'm looking at, by the way, today in Phoenix, because I know this on my phone, uh, 70 degrees and sunny. Uh, middle of the day, um, 75 degrees and sunny. Gets to the evening hours, 72. Sunset is at 6 18 p.m. And it'll be 69 degrees when it's dark out at 7 o'clock. So nice day in Phoenix and a nice day for some spring training baseball. All right, so what do the Padres look like here on uh, on day one? So, again, that is important. the outcome isn't important because, again, they already played the game. The outcome is irrelevant. What's important is who's in the lineup. Obviously, we know Manny's out due to injury. Tatis, right field. Bogert's second base. Cronenworth, first base. Capasano catching. Kim, shortstop. Jackson Merrill, left fielder. So now we're starting to get some questions to our outfield. Mm-hmm. Third base, Rosario, who, again, that'll be Manny when he comes back. Mitchell's your DH. Azokar is your center fielder. And Musgrove's your starting pitcher. So Merrill and Azokar, Azokar in center, Merrill in left, Tatis in right. That's pretty much what people predicted anyway, right? I don't know. Really? Did they? I thought that was I thought that Jack when they didn't sign anybody, of course. I thought Jackson Merrill was going to be the play, period. I thought he was going to get some time in the outfield, period, regardless of who they bring in, because it's time for him to step up. Like his his, his number's been called. It's go time for him. How long can we stay in the minors? This is what happened to Mackenzie Gore. He stayed in the minors forever, forever. And then when he came up, he never was able to adjust. So I think this is an opportunity for Jackson Merrill to start day one in spring training in left field and hold the spot consistently. These would be very pivotal at bats for him, in my opinion. And that's the guy who I'm looking out for to have a really, really big uh, spring training. Didn't the Padres, who they just re-signed it? Was it uh, Profar? Who did they just yes. resign? Yeah, so yes. he's not even listed here right now. I'm just, yeah. I, I just, I just decided to go look at the uh, the Padres depth chart. By the way, Padres depth chart is hilarious because now at second base you've got Bogarts, Kim, Cronenworth. You've got uh, at at uh, shortstop you've got uh, Kim, Bogarts, uh, and others. I mean, there's just they, I think the depth chart is like people are like we don't know, we're not really sure who plays where, and this is on Padres.com. Hmm. It's, again, we are in a very, we're in a weird space, man. Because I don't, I don't really, I don't really know who's going to be in center field, and that's important. Because as good as Tatis was in right, I think he'd be even more impressive in center field because of his speed and his athleticism and his arm. But for some reason, because he succeeded at right field, they want to play it safe and keep him in right field, and I just don't know if that's a good idea. Well, I think that, um, you know, he made so many really great defensive plays last year. The one that stands out, I'm trying to remember who they were playing. He makes his play. Um, this is now the ball comes out to uh, right field. It goes um, on the other side, the foul side of the of the foul line, but it's a fair ball. And he goes to throw the ball to second. 
but in mid-range, he turns and he kind of throws the ball, I want to say, to first, and he picks a guy off. Do you remember that play? Does anybody remember yeah. that play? I wish I remembered more detail of who they were playing and who the situation was. But I just remember the arm movement, like so Patrick Mahomes, you know, like where he looks like he's going one way, and then he turns and he goes the other way and knocks the guy out. I don't right field, you know, is one of those places where if you've got the gun, you know, you can get a guy at second, you can get a guy at third, you can get a guy at home. And he's got it. He got the range in the arm. With his skill set, I think the I think now this is where I accept analytics. And with his skill set, you should put him wherever the analytics tell you the ball could hit the most. And I'm assuming that's between uh center and right. So that's why I would put him in center because he can make more plays in center right. Mm. But that's just well, me. Listen, I'll tell you, I said this yesterday. I'm probably more interested in this upcoming baseball season. Not excited. No, not no, no. I'm going to make a distinction between excited and interested. I'm going to tell you why coming back more so. Um, I'm more interested in this upcoming baseball season. See, last year at this time, there was excitement. Oh, my God, the Padres spent all this money. Oh, my God, they're going to finally do it because they had beaten the Dodgers in the postseason the year before. Uh, this There was excitement last year. This year, right. it's just interest. I'll explain that coming right back. We're in the 7 Mile Casino Studios, 7milecasino.com. You're looking to play blackjack and poker and have a great lunch or brunch. That's the place to be, 7 Mile Casino. This is Kaplan and Crew. All right, everybody. Hey, it's Kaplan and Crew minus Grande plus the Brown Man. Grande is in spring training. Padres, Dodgers getting started in spring training today and tomorrow. And uh, Brown, I was saying, is we're coming right back to the 7 Mile Casino Studios. I was saying this, that I'm more interested in this baseball season this year than maybe ever before. Mostly interested, not necessarily what I would call excited. The distinction being that last year there was so much excitement because the Padres had beaten the Dodgers in the postseason. The Dodgers, or excuse me, the Padres had made it to uh, play Philadelphia in the National League Championship Series. The Padres added uh, Xander Bogarts, which you know was a big twenty-five plus million dollar signing. They had given Musgrove the money. They they signed Darvish. Uh, they gave Cronenworth the money. Um, they still had Soto at the time. I mean, last year at this time there was genuine excitement with people thinking that the Padres could win the World Series. In fact, I want to say that like MLB.com picked them as the World Series winner. And even though they may not have been the absolute Vegas favorite, they were probably in the top three or four in terms of Vegas favorites to win the World Series last year. And as we all know, you know, collapsed, fell flat on their face, guys got hurt, locker room related issues, et cetera, et cetera. The reason I will tell you that I'm most interested this year versus being excited like I was last year is this interest. The Dodgers, I, I'm not a Dodger fan, but I wouldn't call myself a Dodger hater. But I'll tell you this um, Mookie Betts always made things interesting. Freddie Freeman, there were storylines too. But now, Otani, can you imagine if Otani walks through the door at the Dodgers? And is everything he was as a hitter, first year, as a hitter, as great as he was with the Angels, what if he's that great with the Dodgers? How much better are the Dodgers? And, by the way, think about it the flip side. What if Otani sucks? What, <laughs> if, Ot what if Otani comes out in the first month, month and a half of the season? Because now he's talking about, you know, having about 50 at-bats during spring training. What if Otani comes out and in the first six weeks of the season, Otani is like, I don't know, I'm making up numbers here. He's, he's, he's five for 50. 
you know, and his batting average sucks and he hasn't hit any home runs. And, and can you imagine Dodger fans going, you spent all this money on this guy and he's not as great as everybody said. And the only reason he was so great down at Anaheim is because there was nobody at those games and there was no pressure and nobody expected them to win. And now he comes up to the big stage and there's is 55,000 people every night and every game's on TV. And, and now all of a sudden Otani's not Otani. Like that storyline, whether he's awesome like he was or if he were not good, which I don't think will happen, but the Dodgers are interesting. More interesting than ever before. What? And I'm going to go through some teams here. What do you think about that? I would. <clears throat> I think this is the. I, to answer your question, I would be blown away. Not me. And you know how I feel about Otani. I would be utterly blown away if he wasn't good. I would. I would be on a bullhorn if he is not good. I think he's going to be excellent because I think this is the first time in his actual baseball career. Well, he's not the best player because Mookie Betts is a better baseball player because he plays every day in the field. He's a better baseball player. So now he's surrounded by a great organization, a great manager, winning teammates. Now, to me, now I want to see what he does. Now show me how great you are. Amongst the greats, be greater. This is what I've been asking for. This is why I've always given Otani a hard time because his stats are if they're empty calories. What did it get you? Nothing. Now you're in a situation where if you put those same numbers up in LA, now you got me convinced. Now I'm in. So for me, this may be the first time for baseball where I was like, damn, the season has already started. Because previously it felt like, okay, baseball is gone. When it comes back, it comes back. Baseball on this show in particular was very a part of the conversation all year for the probably the second time and most importantly the second season in a row. Now, part of it was the unfortunate passing of Peter Seiler, but baseball was top of mind on this show all year. And so it felt like it was in the mix all year. So to me, the more interesting story in baseball to me is the Dodgers, and I'm rooting for the Padres. I'm excited for the season. But how could you not be excited for what's happening for the Dodgers? You you, you just have to be. Well, so, so this is my whole point, the difference between interested versus excited. So the Dodgers are storyline number one in terms of my interest. Two and three. Yeah, well, right. So Otani leaving the Angels and going to the Dodgers – and what happens? Is he awesome as he was for the Angels? Is he not as good? Will there be people who think that he was a waste of money? Will there be people say that you know that they 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 underpaid? He was he's so great. So so how Otani fits in with the Dodgers storyline number one for me. Number two, the Padres. What happens now with the Padres? Because finally, AJ Preller has essentially gotten his way. Now he's gotten his way most often throughout his tenure as the Padres general manager. He got his way back in, I want to say 2015, when he was like, hey, let's go sign a bunch of dudes. And they got Matt Kemp, and they got Justin Upton, and they got James Shields, and that whole crew of guys. And we all know how that thing didn't never really worked out. Then they started to make trades, and when they traded James Shields to Chicago, and they got Fernando Tatis, and then the next thing was, oh, wow, they signed Manny Machado, whoever saw that coming. Um, and then it was, 
bring Tatis up, play him right away. And then they did, and he was on the opening day roster, and Tatis becomes like an instant superstar at shortstop. And we've had the chance to watch now the the highs and lows and now headed back towards potentially the highs of Tatis and the position change for Tatis. And then they go out and they sign Bogarts last year. And again, all the excitement because of what they had done against the Dodgers the year before when they didn't have Bogarts. And all these guys are signed long-term, and this is going to be your team, and this is going to be a World Series team. And then they sucked, you know? And then what happened is, is now A.J. Preller and Peter Seidler dying. A.J. Preller's still on the job. A.J. Preller gets his way again because what what A.J. Preller had before when he had uh, Andy Green and uh, what was the other guy's name? What was the other manager's name that he had? Uh, oh, God, I can't even come up with the guy's name. Uh, but uh, anyway, that guy. The other those, little one? Yeah, the other little dude. It was Andy Green, then the other little dude, the guy who came from Texas, whose name I can't even come up with right now. I'll um, go ahead. Yeah. Jace. Jace Tingler. There we go. Jace Tingler. So first it's Andy Green because Andy Green is a cheap guy who's never been a manager and will do everything A.J. Preller tells him. Then Andy Green starts to grow a set of nuts and they're like, I got to get rid of this guy because Andy Green was kind of tired of being told what to do. He saw things differently. Then they go get Jace Tingler and he's he's exactly the same guy. He is a guy who's desperate to be a manager. He's really inexpensive and A.J. Preller will tell him what to do. And guess what? He becomes the fall guy. So what does everybody say? You've got to have an experienced manager. And A.J. Preller gets all this credit again. Why? Because he went and got Bob Melvin when nobody thought Bob Melvin was was even available. And then Bob Melvin is a successful manager of a very low payroll type of club. And everybody thinks, well, that's the answer. And Bob Melvin, from the beginning, we find out kind of later on, all kinds of problems in the clubhouse. And the only thing that kept Bob Melvin from leaving after year one was the playoff run at the end of year one. But then he gets into year two, and there's a bigger disaster. Because, by the way, he didn't have Tatis in year one. Tatis comes back, and it upsets the balance of the clubhouse. Uh, not blaming Tatis, just saying you're, you're adding a new personality to a guy who wasn't there when everybody had to kind of carry the team when he wasn't around, and then you throw in Bogarts. And then you throw in all this money that everybody's got. And then what happens is, is he leaves. Okay, the, the manager, Bob Melvin, he's there for two years. He's the experienced guy. He's got the wins. He's got the record. He did it without a payroll. He Two years, he's gone. Gone. That pressure. See, I, I, I never, I didn't think that this was a good matchup match to begin with. Everybody kept talking about how Bob Melvin was great, how Bob Melvin was great. And I, even now, I will not tell you Bob Melvin's not great. Bob Melvin wasn't a good fit for what this roster that they had built. This roster had too much high-profile money on it for a manager like Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin got the most out of the least. You needed a you needed a Phil Jackson in this bad boy. You didn't need a Greg Popovich. You needed a Phil Jackson. And they didn't get a Phil Jackson. They got a Greg Popovich who came in and tried to, you know, coach guys up and dudes like, yo, bro, I got a $300 million contract. Like, what, what? Move, move. I got it. I got it. And that ended up really being a downfall because it really seemed like he just couldn't reach these dudes, especially in the second year. The first year, he obviously did a good job because they made the playoffs and they ended up beating the Dodgers. So he found a, a feel for that or for that roster. But getting to tease back, getting Bogarts in there, getting Soto full time and having Manny, that never mixed in a blender. It just didn't work. 
it literally didn't work, and he was unable to manage that. And so because of that, he was gone. So the other two dudes, whatever, they just, you know, they were placeholders. They were, they were followers until they got tired of following. This guy was a leader who couldn't lead the guys who he was supposed to lead. Now, this new cat they got, I ain't sold on him either. <laughs> so we'll see how Mike Schilt goes. Because, again, already starting off with putting Kim at short, I don't know whose idea that was, but I got to see this work out. I got to see it play out. I have to. I can't, I can't judge it. I'm not a fan of it. That's my opinion. But I, I will give them time to let it play out. Yeah, so here's, again, I'm going back to the beginning and the theme of this entire segment. Um, excited versus interested. Interested in the Dodgers and Shohei Otani and what that means to the Dodgers. By the way, the Dodgers also added lots of other pieces to the pie, including starting pitching. They'll eventually get Walker Bueller back. Later on in the season, they'll get Clayton Kershaw back. And if the Dodgers stay healthy, what are they? Are they a 105-win team? Are they a 110-win team? Are they automatic champions of the division again? Uh, so interested in the Dodgers, interested in the Padres because of the roller coaster of the last two, three years, throw in the death of Peter Seidler um, and how A.J. Preller gets his way again and now gets rid of Bob Melvin to bring in Mike Schilt and, and have his manager and then start making moves with these players. We've been talking about it all week. But the, the, the storyline of being interested continues on. Here goes. The next part of it is this. Bob Melvin to the San Francisco Giants. Mm. Just remember, three years ago, Bob Melvin was the manager of the lowly Oakland A's. The team with no payroll, the team with no fan base, the team that's planning on following the Raiders to Vegas. He's the manager of that lowly group. And the Padres come save him. They pluck him out of his hometown, Northern California. They bring him down to San Diego. He's now got this clubhouse of superstars and all this money spent. And all he has to do is be Phil Jackson. But he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Didn't have it. Couldn't do it. Hated the team. Hated the clubhouse, hated certain players, and wanted out after year one. But because of that playoff run, extends into year two. Year two is yep. a total flop. At the end of year two, he wants to get out. Preller wants him out. And what do they do? They don't fire him. And he doesn't really quit. The San Francisco Giants, a division rival, calls him, hey, hand. Hey man, I, I mean, this this is like when the Golden State Warriors called the Lakers about LeBron. Hey, yeah. hey, we we see LeBron's tweets. He seems to be unhappy. You want to make a trade because LeBron wants to play with Steph, right? So so let us make a trade for LeBron. And and you know having Jeannie Buss go, well, I, we don't plan on trading him, but if he doesn't want to be here, him. we yeah, you guys can talk to him because if he doesn't want to be him. here, we'll we'll make a move. Well. The San Francisco Giants call the Padres. A division rival calls you and goes, hey, um, we actually like Bob Melvin as a manager. Clearly, you know, he can't manage your squad of superstars and all that money you've spent. We'll take him off your hands. They they didn't ask for anything. The, the Padres weren't like, Brown, the Padres weren't like, we need a bag of brand new baseballs. Yo, you got any Louisville Sluggers for a brother? Some gloves laying around. Right, right. You what you guys got any like old Nike cleats we could use or something? They Internet. literally were like, Oh, you want Bob Melvin? Here you go. Have him. So Bob Melvin going home to the San Francisco Giants. And I say going home. He's a Northern California native. Um, 
Bob Melvin going home to the San Francisco Giants, who two years ago won the division, beat the Dodgers, won the division. I don't remember exactly what the number was, like 105, 107, whatever number of wins, 111 wins, something crazy like that. When Gabe Kapler was their manager, you've got Bob Melvin now in this same division, and you gave him away. Gave him away. So, so again, interested, excited. Interested is Otani. Interested is what happens with the Padres with Mike Schilt and A.J. Preller. Interested is, can Bob Melvin become a player in the NL West with a San Francisco team that two years ago had over 100 wins and won the division? And, and now and can't can sign he, nobody, by the way. And can he have any sense of revenge, if you will, against the Padres? Because just think about what the Padres have, have given the NL West. Buddy Black's the manager in Colorado. Dave Roberts is the manager with the Dodgers. Bob Melvin is the manager with the Giants. These, these are all Padre alums. I don't – I guess to to add on to your question, is this going to create a rivalry between the, the Giants and the, the Giants and the Padres more than it already is? Because they're the second rivalry, in my opinion. Nobody cares about the Diamondbacks, and few people really care about the Rockies either. So if you're the Giants and the Padres, will is there going to be a guy who gets hit? Like, how is is this going to turn into something? Because you know there are feelings in that Padre clubhouse about, about him and the fact that they let him walk away. Now, let a ball slip from a pitcher to hit Manny or to hit Tatis. It's going to feel some kind of way. It's going gonna, it's gonna to turn into something. And so will that make it, you know, add a little more edge to the rivalry? Because what does Bob Melvin really do as a manager? Like, People won't take the Giants' money. I don't know if it's because the current state of San Francisco or the current state of the organization, but what's the deal with nobody taking their money? No one. And so whatever team they feel, this will probably – it won't be as bad as the A's, but there's not going to be a lot of superstars on that roster. They got a lot of old guys. They got a, guys, a lot of guys grinding, but that's probably what he's better with. So we'll see. We'll see. Because they don't really rank that high to me on the storylines. I, I, what they do will be irrelevant to me. If Bob Melvin was not the manager of the Giants, they wouldn't be on my radar either in, in terms of interest and storyline. Right. But, but let me keep going one more deep, just one more. And that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. See, I'm with you. I don't really care about the Arizona Diamondbacks or the Colorado Rockies. Not okay? at all. Uh, for the Colorado Rockies, all I care about is I love Buddy Black, always have. But he's just sort of a babysitter there. They're like they're very happy having Buddy Black be their manager because he's probably very affordable, comparatively speaking, and nobody plans on winning. So why fire the manager? He's a great guy. People love him. Um, the other part of it is my buddy Bradley Zimmer signed with the Colorado Rockies, and he's right. trying to fight his way back into the major leagues. You know, um, so um, so that's my interest in the Rockies. But the Arizona Diamondbacks a year ago were not on my radar at all. And there were a couple of people chirping in my ear going, watch out for Arizona. Arizona's young. They're up and coming. They can make a run. I'm like, come on, not in this division, not with the Dodgers, and not with what the Padres have spent, and not what the Padres' expectations are. Arizona's not a real player. And then what happens? Boom. Mother effing Arizona goes to the World Series. Boom. So, so listen, I'm no, like, baseball prognosticator, but I would tell Boom. you this. That, that the Dodgers are clearly the best team in the division, even though Arizona went to the World Series last year. My guess is Arizona is probably considered the second best team in the division. 
Um, most people might disagree with me and go, no, you're wrong. The Padres just had a down year, but the Padres have much right. better players. They've got a much better roster. They've spent a whole bunch more money, maybe. So I'm interested in this baseball season more than ever before because the NL West, the division that we watch, it's freaking nuts. Otani against the team that was in the World Series last year with a team that failed on their expectations with another team that gave their manager to a division rival to another team that's really irrelevant, but they, you know, they've got a manager that once was the manager of your club. So there's so much weirdness and incestuous stuff that goes on in the NL West makes it super interesting for me. I just, I just don't, th I think if you're the Diamondbacks, if you make it to the worst, you got to win it because they don't have a history of repeats. They don't have a, re a, a, a history of, you know, continued success. So when you make it to the world series, like they did with Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling, you got to win that thing. Because ain't no guarantee you're going to be back the next year. There's no guarantee you're going to be competitive the next year. Because baseball is a weird game like that, man. You could be hot one year or got hot at the right time one year. And the next year, lead the division in losses. And that might be that might be the direction of the of the Diamondbacks this year. So I, I'm not, they're not a threat. I, I, I think they got hot at the right time. They had a solid season. They did what they did, but they didn't close the deal. And because they didn't close the deal, I think that, they're going to have a little bit of a hangover thinking that they should have and they should be this thing and walking in with more. I should have been as a more to what I want to be. And we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Right. It's a lot up in the air. Well, there you go. There is uh that I'll call that our highlight of the day is a hardcore wow. baseball conversation. Um, there you go. I mean, from, from addictive phone conversations to tipping conversations to hardcore baseball conversations. That's our highlight of the day. It's presented by Tory Holistics. Tory Holistics and California Holistics, our code, our promo code is better, bud. You save 20% on all your cannabis products, whether that's for pain management, whether it's for anxiety, whether it's for recreation, whether you use it as a topical, if you vape it, if you use flour, if you use gummies, hey man, it's on you. You decide for yourself, okay? But there are a lot of places to buy cannabis in San Diego. And Tory Holistics and California Holistics, those are our places. And you can use our code BETTERBUD and you'll save 20%. For those of you listening, you can use it for home delivery as well. Put in BETTERBUD when you're buying on the website, toryholistics.com. All right, radio listeners, stay with us. Plenty more to get to. Podcast viewers and listeners, hang with us because it's time to get uncensored all up in this thing. You know what I'm talking about. Hang around.